0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. Habs Unfiltered is featured on The Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio. This podcast brings you honest and in-depth hockey discussion and entertainment. Our hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Padve are proud to be one of your trusted sources for Habs and hockey news. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode one seventy two. I am your host, Blaine Putney, and I'm joined now by my co-host Matt Smith. Good evening. Craig Wilson sends his regards. However, he could not be here for this episode. He is uh, dealing with some personal issues at home. Um, but we've got a we've got a big show. There's a ton of things to cover for this episode. Um, I know the off season has been very short. We're barely a week into it, and there has been a ton of news dropping today as we record it's the 13th of uh, july and it seems like the entire nhl world has decided to start doing things all at once without us those monsters <laughs> don't they know we have jobs Are they yeah. like day jobs we have to we, have to so I mean, we pick here. up
1: we pick up the scraps when we come home
0: that's right well thankfully being that, you know, I work for the government, I had some spare time during the day to keep up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so the fir- we'll just we'll just kick it off. So the first uh, piece of news came out a couple days ago. Uh, Andre Markov has been suspended for 18 months by Russia's anti-doping agency. Apparently, he didn't file his retirement papers. And uh, because of that, they still consider him a player. He hasn't been tested. So he's not allowed to be around KHL teams for 18 months. So, um sorry, Akbars, you can't have your assistant coach. So I guess the Habs are going to hire him now to work on the power play.
1: You know what, that could very well happen. Um Ducharme came out and said that he's looking to looking to bring in a coach and it's someone that's very well known to the organization. The only thing is didn't leave the organization on the best terms. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh we'll we'll see. I I would I would I would help him. I I would I would, I would bring him back if I could.
0: And that's always a been a fan. You can give him a job while he's waiting for his papers to go through in Russia. Yeah. <clears throat> and you don't know the best part is you wouldn't have to wait for him to get a work visa in Canada as he's also a Canadian citizen. Yeah. Just a little tidbit there for yep. people. Wondering sure, the room, sure,
1: the rumors are already going to start swirling.
0: I've just started them just now. <laughs> and <laughs> you end in a tweet when it happens so <clears throat> anyway uh, the uh pardon me oh it's a long day yelling <laughs> so um the canadians did their exit interviews over friday and saturday what was your where, where do you want to start with this
1: I'll throw in Tatar really quick because the fact that he didn't have one. Maybe that kind of shows that he's not going to come back. And we've talked about this a little bit and uh, his usage or non-usage, I guess, during the playoffs. Um, It might, it might, it might just kind of point in the direction that maybe Tatar's played his last game in a, uh, in a hab sweater. And if that's the case, I wish him all
0: the best. Yeah, Bergerman's comments during his part of the uh, the interviews <clears throat> um, kind of pointed to that. He basically said, well, you know, we, we appreciate him and we thank him for his time here. So that that kind of, to me, that kind of puts a, they're not closing a door, but he's out the door
1: another guy i want to bring up really quick another guy that more than likely isn't going to be back that spoke was eric Stahl. and he had a quite an extensive interview and um he uh he said some really good things about his wife um you know being the rock that's uh kind of kept his uh family together while he's uh chased a stanley cup with the canadians and he said that his immediate future was to get home and be a dad and a husband it's been over half a year being away from family adding that the playoff run was memorable and it was very special to don the Habs' colors. And he also uh, added that the uh, Canadians were a uh, phenomenal group of guys and he gave credit, as I said, to his wife, his kids, to uh, a lot of credit for staying strong without him being there and uh, said bright days are ahead. And uh, it was a treat to meet him as he talked about uh, Nick Suzuki, and then when he talks about Phil Deneau, he, he said the quote, uh, "You win with players like Phil Deneau.
0: Yeah um, <clears throat> the uh, the general consensus is that he is definitely done in Montreal, and he may even be yeah. done in the NHL altogether. So
1: very well could be. I, in my opinion, I think he still has something to give as a th- you know in a third fourth line role, maybe not playing all the time still a very respected player. He's won everything. Like he's a, he's a very good player. I just think that he'd be better suited off going closer to home and, uh, and being close to his family. He's, he's been in the league for a long time and someone will, someone will give him an offer.
0: Yeah. I mean, being from Thunder Bay, maybe it's, uh, maybe it'd be good for him to go to Winnipeg or Minnesota on super cheap deal.
1: And he's already been to Minnesota.
0: Yep. yeah, right, And so. we're going to get into it later a in the very show, good but, season in Minnesota. Yeah. We're going to get into it later in the show, but Minnesota's going to need people to sign on the cheap.
1: Yeah. Especially in year three and four.
0: Yeah. Or three, four and five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <clears throat> a shout but, out to 40 Creek and an cream whiskey, by the way.
0: <laughs> we're taking sponsors, by the way. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, so the next one I want to talk about then is uh, Corey Perry. Corey Perry had a great exit interview. He was – you could tell he was disappointed they lost, but he was so happy to have been in Montreal for this run. And and he flat out said he wants to come back. He he wants to experience Montreal for being Montreal, which to me kind of means he wants to see the fans. He wants to have a playoff run where – the, you know where people are able to go to games and be around the city so i think it's almost guaranteed like it's yeah yeah it, he's not signed yet so it's not guaranteed but as close to a guarantee as you can get with a free agent for him yeah. coming back
1: yeah and i'll throw this out there because social media kind of got in a little bit of a, uh, I don't know a little bit of a tussle i guess what when, you know, during, people
0: during... On social media got upset <laughs>
1: Because they said you got a guy that's passionate that, so that shows that he wants to be back. Why haven't you signed him yet? Well, this is another guy you'd have to protect or leave unprotected during the expansion draft that they signed him now. And right now is a UFA. He doesn't need to, he's, he can go wherever the hell he wants, but if he's making it very obvious that he wants to come back to the Canadians, I'm sure that's, what's going to happen. It's just for now, for everyone that's listening right now, just calm down. There's a lot going on within the next week or so. Signings are going to start happening closer to free agency. We're going to see, a, we're going to see signings within the Canadians organization leading up to that, but it's probably not going to be until after the expansion draft. We got to know who's coming back, who's leaving. We don't know what Bergevin, he wheels and deals. He's very secretive. we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, mark my words. I'm saying that Corey Perry is likely going to be back in a Canadiens uniform next year.
0: What was that, Mark Bergevin? Your words. My words. <laughs> yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it gives Corey Perry the power to stay in Montreal if that's really what he wants at this point. Because if he's signed, then he can get picked up. You're right. Uh, we're going to have a full episode on uh, the expansion draft. Uh, I think in our next episode. So for now, we'll just carry on with the exit interviews. Yeah, I'll throw um, a little bit
1: more into Perry. I do have some quotes here. Yep. I have quotes for all the players here that I, that I wrote down. I uh, say Corey Perry said that he intends to play hockey next year. Would will love to come back to Montreal. He intends to play and like to return to Montreal to get the full Montreal experience. He also said that the Canadians have a bright future wants to be a part of it. And when he talked about Cole Caulfield, he's going to be a tremendous player in the league for a long time. He's going to score a lot of goals and let's hope that's the case.
0: And you got to think too, I mean, bringing Corey Perry back, the, the, um, the leadership and the experience that he provided for these young players is it's immeasurable. I mean, you keep him around for another season, you have a full year of Corey Perry working alongside Cole Caulfield yeah. You, that can't hurt. Yeah. Well, it'll hurt other people when he starts, you know, you know, spearing them and stuff. But other than that, should be fine.
1: Corey Perry is everything I wanted to see in Corey Perry coming to this team.
0: Yeah, as a 36-year-old Corey Perry, my expectation was somebody who can play with some jam, had some hands, but very little speed. And he he found a way to be effective despite yep. his lack of foot speed.
1: That's right. And he, and he looked... Because honestly, for me, he was one of the better players in the, in the playoffs. He bled for the team multiple times. I'm actually yeah. kind of surprised he wasn't bleeding at the press conference.
0: Well, I mean, he's not Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I fully expect Perry to be back. We'll, we'll get into uh, the, our, what the team plans are later in the show, but for now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what Perry provided and I'm fully expecting him back next year. Um, One person I'm not expecting back next year is Yoel Armia.
1: Oh shit.
0: Oh yeah. I went there. So, I mean, I, social media went on and on about this player and he, he's basically pricing himself out of the position. He's a fourth line player who can move up the lineup. There's no doubt. Uh, he's a big body, good at puck protection, can Very give you a few goals. Killer. Very good, yeah, good killer, penalty yeah. killer. Um, but he was ideally priced where he was at $2.8 million. But now with the playoffs he had, he's going to be wanting probably around three and a half to four. And that would be way too much for the Canadians and he even said it in his interview in his exit interview that he's not closing any doors. He wants to stay in Montreal, but to, to me saying I'm not closing any doors also means I'm testing the market.
1: Yeah. He said he told his agent that he didn't want to talk about it until he got home back to Finland. Right. So,
0: which is perfectly understandable. You, you just had a long playoff run. You want to go home for a few days and relax and recuperate and then, you know, refresh your mind a little bit and then attack this, with a, th- a look to the future without thinking about what i just missed out on
1: how about jeff petrie
0: we jeff found out we petrie.
1: found out what happened to his eyes
0: uh, i mean the guy passed out when they were resetting his hand come on we we expect tougher don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so it says, uh, Jeff Petrie says that his pinky finger was broken when it got caught in the ph- photographer's hole in the glass. It was in a cast for a week, was told it would need surgery, but that would have ended the, his season. So he didn't do that. He just taped his ring finger instead. And then this is the quote that he used. That it was just the pinky finger. It went into the glass, turned sideways, and that was it. The eyes were because of when they were setting my finger back into place to put the cast on, I basically passed out and popped all the blood vessels in my eyes. <laughs> <clears> throat> sounds throat> like, sounds like a typical hockey player, right?
0: Happens all the time.
1: Yeah. Happens all the time.
0: Just re, just put that finger back into place and put me out coach.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know what it was, it was, you know, don't not to get in this too, too deep, but it's very unfortunate that um, he and Weber, Both had injuries, hand injuries, and um, you could tell that uh, it definitely affected their affected their play.
0: It it definitely affected their shooting. Um, I was most concerned when he just before he came out, and I I mentioned this on a previous show. My biggest concern was his passing. I mean, he'll be able to get some wrist shots on net, and uh, you know, you'd like to have the big clapper from the point, but at the same time, that's not really the most effective weapon my yeah. concern was being able to get passes through traffic and he did okay i mean he clearly he was hampered by his hand but yeah. i think uh a full off season fixing his finger it's gonna it's gonna shorten some of his time if you know for his uh off-season workouts yeah but he can still work on his cardio he can still work on lower body yeah. uh in different ways he won't be able to to hold on to a bar so he can do deadlifts or anything like that, but he should be fine. Come play, uh, come, uh, next season.
1: I come back and he's just going to have like San Louis legs. They're just going to be just boom. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's starting his new four year contract at 6.25. Yeah. So time to earn it. I mean, he had 42 points in, uh, the 56 games, which pro rated would have put him well over 60 points, which would have been a career season for him. So he's not slowing down by any no, means. No. So we're, I fully expect a, a, a good quality season, 40 to 50 points out of him next year. Yeah. Um, so next up, Dano. Ah, this is a tough one. It's really it hard because Dano finally found his niche. He found his role as the three C the shutdown guy, he's not relied on for, for the offense, but, um, at the same time, he was hyped up pretty heavily as the guy. So what do you pay a three C that does a shutdown role, but that doesn't put up a ton of points. Do you give him the five and a half to 6 million? He's probably looking for. No, no, you can't. It, if he wants more money, you can stretch it out over term. You can give him a five to six year deal. I think the key for me is his cap hit. Yeah. If you, they can keep him down to around four, that's ideal.
1: And maybe throw some signing bonuses in or something like that. Well,
0: as long as the cap hit doesn't that's go right. above four, yeah, you can make it all signing bonuses every year. You're allowed to do that. Um, give him a, give him an extra year or two on term just to ensure that he stays down on, uh, on the actual cap hit. He's young enough where it won't be that big of a deal to give him a five year deal. Yeah. So,
1: and he did comment on, he did comment on this leaked contract that we talked about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that he, he did say that it, it, it hurt him.
1: It did affect him mentally. Yeah. And we, fuck, we know that. It definitely
0: cleared. It was yeah. obvious because <laughs> he and, sucked.
1: and and we talked about it throughout the season. It, first of all, is he going to come back? And he's playing himself out of that money.
0: Yeah, but the playoffs, he turned it around because he, he did. He, he did. played the role he was asked to play. Yeah, and, and for him, it, it's all about the role. He wanted to be able. To, he was confused on what his role was going to be because he had been in the one C for a couple of years prior now his role is more defined and keep in mind too he's from the area so he's got family there there's support systems there his wife is from there they have you know they have a child who's going to be going to school you know all these little things come into play not to mention the fact that he now knows his role and he fits perfectly in it would that apply if he goes somewhere else
1: depends on on another team he's going to be a 2-3 as
0: well and does he fit as well in their systems and their schemes is he will he be as comfortable playing in that city or with those players there's all kinds of issues with chemistry and the feel and uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out even though on paper it seems like it would so you know it's one of those the grass is always greener on the other side but is it really
1: Yeah. So like he admitted that his um, contract talks were related to his perception of his usage. And um, he pretty much flat out said that uh, he was a little bit afraid that Suzuki and Kokaniemi were going to take more minutes away from him. And he talked about being a two way center and, and and said that he found his game and uh, he knows what he is and what he can give. However, if he knows that and he knows he's not a guy that's going to give you the big amount of points and play the shutdown role and be say, you know, Patrice Bergeron level type, uh, type player that's That can really play on both sides or a uh, Sean Couturier or someone like that. How much money is he actually going to get? And, and, and it's going to really depend on uh, what Bergeron wants for free agency it's gonna come up, it's gonna come down to a lot of things.
0: He they also just finished a really deep run making it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. How much of that cap is he willing to eat up so yeah. that it doesn't get spent in other areas on that roster? Does he does he take a little bit less like a hometown discount to ensure it gets spread around? Yeah. Because you know uh this well, is you see, going to be you, see a you see the contract. team
1: you see the team that was put together, and we know there's going to be a few guys that aren't going to be back. Yeah. Gustafson, Merrill, Stall, Tatara probably. They're going to lose someone during expansion. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, right? How much does this team and the players that are on it want to bring back the team that got them to the final?
0: And for the most part, that lineup is going to be back. We're going to get into it a little there. bit later with our what our plan of attack is, but just to lay out the the basics of it, this team's going to have about fifteen ish, twelve to fifteen million dollars to spend, um, and they're going to have to fill about three roster spots, maybe four. They've got a couple of guys that are going to be graduating, you know, guys like Kale uh, Flurry, uh, Ryan Paling, uh, Lucas videmo the, These are all guys if they're not picked up in the expansion draft, because it's well, I mean, except for Ryan Paling, he's exempt. But the other two, Videmo and uh, Flurry, are going to be exposed. Yep. That's my guess. So I don't see them getting picked, but they could be. But these are guys that are going to be graduating next year. So it, you're looking at cheap contracts for young, talented guys who can fill lower uh, spots lower down in the lineup and, and provide that skill. So that leaves enough money to fill other roles. So if if Dano takes a little bit less, that's a little bit more they can spend on something that the team really needs, like some scoring or, or another puck mover or something, something along those lines. All right. Um, Anyone
1: else you want to talk about before we move on? Anybody else's exit you want to talk about? Our, our exit interview you want, you want to talk
0: about? Well, uh, we could uh, – no. No, I mean, all the exit interviews were pretty much what you'd expect. Everyone was was super proud of what they had, uh, what they had accomplished. They were all disappointed that they came up short. Um, I mean, I think what we really saw was a team come together and <clears throat> brought the Canadians back to relevance – So for the most, and this roster is going to be together for pretty much in its entirety again next year. Yeah. So I I mean, the future looks pretty good. So the exit interviews went as I expected.
1: There's a few. I'll throw it really quick off the top of my head. It's just off of different headlines. I saw Sherratt says he's not worried about the expansion draft at all. Didn't even want to talk about it. Um. Suzuki, he said that, uh, playing with Caulfield was, was fantastic and he wants to continue playing with them, which I think would be, yeah, which I think would be fantastic for Caulfield going into next year, actual rookie status, um, definitely a contender for the Calder going into next year. Um, and then Kakaniemi, he said that, um, he wants to continue working on his skating and, um, he obviously said that it was very disappointing, um, watching game five from the press box and he said that he wanted to be out there and help the guys, which any, obviously any player would. Um, I'm hoping yeah. that um, he can learn from that experience and just come back stronger next year.
0: Well, if he comes back with uh, a better uh, and improves his skating, I mean, uh, he's, he's still a lanky player. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's, he's a big, heavy guy, but he's still very lanky. So if he's coming back and his skating has improved, a little bit better on that first step speed, a little bit better uh, with a bit of a wider gate, uh, a better stride. He's not falling as much. He's going to win more board battles because of that. He's yeah. going to be able to get into open air, open areas because of that. His shot will be able to get off quicker because of that. So if he can yeah. fix that, we'll see a massive leap in his progression. 100%. Yeah. So that's clearly something that they <laughs> they sat down with him. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. they were probably still giving him crap because he was late to his ex interview by about a half hour <laughs> <laughs> um all right um any other players for you
1: that's it for me that's
0: all it for right me. so we'll move on from the players to the coaching staff and today the 13th of july they announced that dominic Ducharme has signed a three-year contract and he is no longer the interim head coach he is the head coach head coach So that's good news for him. Uh, Bad news for Treg, who's not here. This is probably why he's not (laughs) here today. He didn't want to admit that he was wrong. So, I mean, good for good for Dom. I mean, yes, the regular season was kind of a up and down time, but you don't fire the guy who took you to the Stanley Cup final. No. Unless you're the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: And um, it's as we're, we're going to get into this in a second, but um, we all kind of expected, you know, is Burroughs going to be back, and uh, Ducharme kind of made it, kind of made it apparent that Burroughs is going to be back, Richardson's going to be back, and as I mentioned earlier, he's looking to add somebody else. So
0: well, he wants them back. Whether they're going to be back, that's that's up in the air. Well, he's he wants head coach. Them
1: back. He's head coach. He can pick a staff.
0: But Richardson needs a contract. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Uh, Burroughs, maybe he's offered the head coaching job down in, in Laval, which we're going to get into a little bit later, yeah. and he decides to go that route. We don't know. <clears throat> but at the very least, he said, I like what we did. I want them all back. They've earned that right to come back. Yeah. Um, he mentioned Sean Burke specifically as well. He's not sure if uh, burkey's going to be – in Montreal with his family, or if he's, if they need to hire another coach to work with the goalies. Well, you got to think.
1: Day. Well, Burke is the director of goaltending. That's right. Right, he's not just the goalie coach. He's the he's the director.
0: But, and they haven't laid out how they're <laughs> going to approach. No, they how haven't. Burke approaches his job. Like he was, no. he was there during the playoffs. But from here on in, is he going to be the day to day goalie coach as well for the NHL guys? Or is he going to be traveling around? Like they're not sure. Yep. So that's going to have an effect as well on who they add to the staff. Yep. So, you know, hopefully they do come back. <clears throat> I mean, the coaching staff did a, an admirable job and the players all bought in. And so it would be nice to have most of them come back. There's going to be other names added to the, li- the, uh, the assistant coaches list as well over the yep. summer. Now, that takes us to Laval, and uh, Joel Bouchard flies the coop to join the San Diego Gulls of the Anaheim Ducks. I see that one. Did not see that coming. No, no. uh, I fully expected him to come back. They kept signing all these uh, local Francophone players who played for the Armada, and Bouchard, uh, people may not – some people may not have known this, but it it was – public he's knowledge.
1: He used to be co-owner of the team.
0: <laughs> he still is. And yeah. he's he's still the vice president of uh, operations. So he still runs the day-to-day operations of the bneville bois Armada while coaching. So seeing all those Armada players signed, you, you thought, yeah, he's staying. Yeah. And then no, no, he's not. And I mean, good for him for trying to get a new a new challenge but uh word out of Quebec uh some you know some people had been mentioning that he left in part because he wasn't getting enough credit for the development or enough say in the development which is a i mean
1: I'm not going to get into rumors on that kind of shit well this
0: is this honest. is from the the voice of the Laval rocket. So,
1: uh, uh, yeah,
0: Yeah. he, he stated that and he doesn't just throw things out there.
1: No, it's hard to say. He had the option to come back. Bergerman made that clear that he he either can come back in his role or join Ducharme as an assistant. That's right. The option was there.
0: And he chose to go to San Diego and, and it likely because, he has a clearer path to becoming a head coach in the end more, like, more than likely. Yeah. With them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to, it's hard not to put credence to what uh, Mark uh, was saying about ne- wanting more control. He had full control of a junior team while coaching. So yeah. maybe he fancied himself more of a GM and that would not jive in Montreal. And, and it might be, it might work out better for him in Anaheim where he probably will have more of a say.
1: Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, it's disappointing because we saw how well Laval played this year. They were 29, nine and four. Um, And they went to 83, 67 and 24 over his tenure. Um, But as you said, he probably sees an easier path to the NHL. And you know, it's, it's, it sucks as we talked about possibly losing him to another team whether it's uh, jumping in as an assistant to, uh, to another coach somewhere in the NHL Mm -hmm. kind of surprised me that he did what we'll call a lateral move and go from an AHL head coach to an AHL head coach. But he, he was wowed apparently from, from, um, from Bob Murray. So it it is what it is. I wish him all the best. I can't say anything bad about him. No, he did an
0: amazing job.
1: And, um, hopefully whoever they bring in will be able to take this young core of players that the canadians now have and um take bouchard's work and just take the next step with. Them.
0: well and that takes me to the next uh the next part of this and i've got a couple of names that i've been looking at i mean obviously i mentioned burroughs earlier i think burroughs is a candidate so does yep. elliot friedman yeah i don't I don't think he's going to go back to the AHL. I think he's going to stay as an I assistant so. with I Montreal. I think so. I think so too. But he—it would be silly not to think of him as a as not oh, being candid.
1: Definitely on the list.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't think anybody—and
1: I, I don't think anybody would be disappointed.
0: No, uh, but at the same time, I don't think he has the experience yet to be able to run the development of these players at the AHL level. Yeah. He's only a couple of years removed from being in, a, a player himself.
1: Yeah. That's why I think maybe a guy like Frankie Bouillon is not going to, it's not going to maybe be head coach, but you got to think, uh, I can't even really remember his name. I, I know what he looks like. I can't remember his name. The assistant that left with Bouchard to join San Diego.
0: Oh yeah. No, he's gone.
1: Right. I'm thinking that maybe Bouillon instead of being um, what is, what, are they, what is the role right now? The what coach is the he's de- a player development coach. Maybe yeah. he'll stick on and take that assistant role with whoever this new head coach is going to be because he did join as an assistant after Burroughs went up and you know, the team team still looked good.
0: Yeah. um, You got to keep in mind too, that uh, Montreal being in a unique market for being, you know, needing a Francophone um, using Laval as a, a method to develop coaches is the best way to, be able to hire new NHL coaches. So, yeah. uh, Joel okay. going off to Anaheim is fine. You can yeah. always come back as a head coach with the Canadians later on. That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Same with uh Andre Turingier and all these other Francophone coaches going to other organizations. There is nothing wrong with that. Go no, there, no, no. learn, make yourselves available for the Canadians when they need you. That's great. Um, but you need to, keep training new coaches. So one name that I was looking at, well, I got a few, but um, there's uh, Louis Robitaille, who was the head coach in Victoriaville for five years. And he is now the Gatineau head coach and GM. So yeah. that's a guy who's been with, um, you know, been up and down through the programs. He's, he's got experience as a head coach in management, uh, working with young players. So there's one name. That I think I got, would be a good fit. I got a
1: couple as well. well they might be what's on your one list of yours? Too. Um, For me, a lot, a lot of people were like, go get Benoit Grew. And I'm like, well, Benoit Grew is with Syracuse and he's the head coach there. It'd It'd he another, just
0: signed a three-year contract. It'd be
1: another lateral thing. However, yeah. when people are talking about Benoit Grew, he's also got two French-speaking assistant coaches.
0: That's right.
1: Being... Bouchard and Veya. And I know you know about Veya because he was the uh, head coach in uh, in Halifax as for part a of, yeah, for a <laughs> year, but it was a very successful year. Yes, it was. And, um, it was you know, he's been in the AHL. He's been around different parts of the queue and everything. Um, I'm not going to say he's, the, in my opinion, he's the favorite, but you look at him or you look at Jules Bouchard and um, either one of them could be a guy that could come in and leave an assistant role with Syracuse, which develops their players very well, and yep. move in move into an already uh, I'm not going to say already established, but let's just say a polished Canadians farm system that um, that he can kind of step into that role.
0: He could, and he's got the head coaching experience down in the queue. He was a head coach for five years. Uh, he's been a head coach in uh, Team Canada's programs, head uh, being a coach for uh uh Team Red, uh Team Quebec, he, uh, the under seventeens. So he's he's being he's been groomed to become a professional coach, an NHL coach. He's yeah. followed the steps. He's done all the yeah. kind like all those kind of like what Ducharme did. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and he's Gilles Bouchard had uh, uh, some really, really good uh, special teams when he was the coach down in uh, the QMJHL, so he he knows how to run his bench. He knows how to set up his uh, his power plays and his penalty kill. I think he'd be a good fit. I really so he was do. with the
1: Huskies. I think he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was. So he's won in 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 lower levels. Yeah. And um, where was I going with this? Oh, he's got connections to to uh, as well. Okay. So he would be able to. Um, kind of bridge that gap between the two affiliates. So that that's another layer that would make him a viable option. Yep. Yeah. And I do like your choice of Veer, the other uh, the other assistant coach. Um, I mean, nine years as a head coach in the QMJHL, uh, you know, three years as an assistant in the AHL. He's got the experience. He played. So he knows what it takes. So yeah, that'd be another really, really good choice.
1: Yeah. I'd say one of those two are probably, it's, I, I, I'd say they're probably both on the list. I would assume. And, and, and then throw Burroughs in there as well.
0: Whoever they pick though, it's a very uh, crucial time yeah. for the Canadians in this retool, because this is when the real, the, 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 the tidal wave of prospects is about to start crashing on the Canadian shores.
1: There is one name that's out there. It's on social media. Guy Boucher. Guy Boucher. No. And for me, Guy Boucher, he's had moments in, in his career as a coach, as a head coach in the NHL, that he found a lot of success. However, you come in as an AHL coach, your system kind of has to start to mesh a little bit with the head coach of the NHL.
0: It has to be the same system.
1: And right now you take a guy that's more of a defense slash open type game that Bouchard play, or that um, Ducharme plays. And then you, you get a guy like Boucher that really plays a trap and is known for that. You know, the, the one, three, one, et cetera.
0: Yeah, that famous um, game against Philadelphia. I mean, exactly, Tampa right.
1: Coach. And and yeah I'm not gonna count him out as a as a coaching candidate, but his style would have to change.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that argument. But for me, it's more is he willing to take a step back doubt, to becoming an it. AHL coach I doubt again?
2: It.
1: I
0: do. Yeah. Like he's got Bayan, a great Bayan job. But yeah, never Yeah, he's got a great job at RDS, isn't it? As a a you know. A color commentator but it so, can be
1: like it can be him mario Tremblay, benoit brunet and they can all just <laughs> they yeah. can call the they can call the game as they call the game
0: <laughs> there you go there you go save money that way but yeah. i i just don't see him taking a step back from because he was a successful nhl coach exactly. why would he start over again he's True. just gonna wait for his next chance yeah. I, why not just go out to and hire Mark Crawford. If, that, if this is the yeah. way you're going and, go and
1: Andre Markov is named the new head coach in Laval. There you go. You heard it here
0: first. <laughs> He's assistant coach in Montreal and head coach in Laval. He's going to do both.
1: And Montreal's new goalie coach is Pecorino.
0: I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against that.
1: <laughs> Stretch your legs. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm all legs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, it's it really is a crucial time because there is that uh, that tidal wave of prospects that are coming because you know yeah. they've had twenty nine picks in the last three years and they got eleven just, more this year and there's eleven more this year and we just yeah. saw the first wave really coming in with Caulfield pl- um, graduating up to the NHL uh, Yalonen this year playing in Laval yeah. who is excellent yeah. so we're we're going to see a lot of these guys moving into the AHL um, so whoever they pick is. They're going to have to really buy into whatever the Canadians are doing. Yeah. Again, I don't see Boucher, uh, Guy Boucher, being No, that neither
1: guy. do I. But his name's out there. His on name social, is there. It's on social media. So is Patrick was. So.
0: Well, yeah. Frankly, it always
1: is. It always is. He's
0: going goalie to coach,
1: assistant coach, head coach, GM, president of <laughs> hockey ops, new owner, fucking whatever. Right? So,
0: all of it. All yeah. of it. Uh, all right, so we'll move on from there to, uh, to our final segment, the to-do list. So we know that the expansion draft is coming. We know that the NHL entry draft is going to be right after that and free agency just a few days later. So in the next two weeks, the table is set. So what do you feel, I'll, I'll give my two cents after, what do you feel is the main Key points of Bergevin's to-do list.
1: I think it's gonna come down to what is gonna happen with Jonathan Druin. Is he gonna stay? Is he gonna go? Because obviously that's uh you know five five plus million dollars right there on your cap. And if he's not gonna be around is he going to still be on the LTIR is he still going to be part of the organization. Is he going to be on the team, et cetera. Is he going to move.
0: Who knows? You can't knows? let this, you can't, can't let this just let it, it go. The right. They, they, they can't. can't
1: just let it go. Um, so for me, it's either looking after Jonathan Drew and bringing him back into this team and hopefully finding his game and, uh, making an impact with the Canadians. I think that's going to be very important for Bergerman to do. Um, I would also look for. I, I, I like them to add a player at least to their top nine, if not their top six, to add a little bit of scoring. And um, I think that uh, they're also going to have to move, or they're going to have to bring somebody in that can move the puck on the on the uh, uh, from the back end. Yeah. Yeah, I think other th- than Jeff Petrie, yes, Jeff <laughs> Petrie is a puck moving defenseman. For all the people that have tweeted me and DM me and said that D- Petrie is a puck moving defenseman,
0: they need more than one.
1: They need more than one. That's not Gustavo. Um,
0: Sorry, yeah. Gustafson. So, so for your to do list, I think you, I, – I agree with you. The first, the very first thing that needs to be done is deal with Jonathan Drewet. I don't think he's going to be back. I really it, don't. It, it's it's
1: not looking like it's not looking good. Like no. No,
0: you, get, you, you
1: go to the final without the guy and then you've just, you've, we've heard very, 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 very little.
0: But yeah, they made the final without him, but could they have done better with him? The Canadians oh, that's, are missing scoring. That's exactly, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Nothing Nothing against them. No, no. And, and, and there's a lot of what-ifs out there, but you have to go with the facts that they made it to the final without Jonathan
0: Drouin. That's right. So... For me, he is a trade chip. He, For him to really go back to his NHL career, he needs a new start. And this has nothing to do with him asking for trades or this is just he needs to be separated from this situation. And the Canadians, I know that, oh man, a ton of people are saying just leave him unprotected and let Seattle take him. But at the same time these are the same people that will bitch and moan oh, incessantly. 100%. If,
1: if you he let a frank, 50 yeah, si- yeah. You let a francophone player go, cetera, Yeah, oh my god, look at him. He's got 60 gave, points this you year. You gave go him, go, him up go, go, go. for nothing. Now look what Sergachev's done. And yeah, yeah it's exactly. going to be all that, yeah.
0: All of it. So for me, getting him out of Montreal is a key, but you can't just give him away. He has to be, he has to be used to bring in something else. And that brings me to my second point, more scoring. The Canadians need more goal scoring. Caulfield uh, playing a full year next year will help, but you've just, uh, Tatar is probably gone. More than likely gone. So there's a 25 goal guy. You need to replace those goals somehow. And and you don't want to just bring in some, you know, I know San Jose is trying to trade LeBanc yeah. and he could score 20 goals, but at four and a half million, eh, yeah. no, it's a, no it's thanks. A what, it's a what if, yeah. He's a third liner yeah. and, and you can't, you're better off putting a little bit more money into it and getting a little bit better uh, skill player.
1: I, I would, there's a, there's a guy that like, he's going to be a hot commodity and is he gonna leave the team that he's on right
0: now? Ovechkin.
1: I I I, lo- I love Alexander Ovechkin. I love Alexander Ovechkin. Um
0: who is not going to leave Washington.
1: Would more than likely not gonna leave. Washington. He's,
0: unless it's for the Boston Bruins. You heard it here first.
1: Yeah. For me, <laughs> a guy that I have liked since he joined the league is Gabriel Landeskog.
0: Oh man, that's a tough call because but the, what the I, word is the word is today that they're They're not quite.
1: um, Yeah. He's been their captain since he's been 18.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So he's been 10 years now as their captain. Um, Big part of that team. He's, uh, he can, he can, he put up almost a point a game this year. Puts up big minutes. He can play a physical style. He's, he's been a leader on this team, as I said, for 10 years. I would welcome him with open arms. However, there is going to be so many teams that are going to be trying to get this guy.
0: Of course. But what kind of, how much money is it going to take? Because you can't just build through free agency. You can't.
1: You can't. And we've seen that with, with some big contracts that have come out. Two of them were bought out, right? Well, yeah, but two of them were bought out today. Pardon me. Uh, but yeah um, there's rumors right now that Duchenne's gonna go um, unprotected eight yep. million dollar eight million dollar cap hit second year in, or two years into his deal
0: two years removed from saying no to Montreal so there you go and he, Suzuki has outscored him over those two years
1: yeah but you know what Montreal wanted him they really did They did yeah something and, and, and you can't re- and you can't really compare. The two, we don't know how we would have done in Montreal, so we can't really compare there. All we have to go off of is the numbers that he has in Nashville, so it's not really fair to do that comparison. But um,
0: but at the same time, sometimes the best moves that you make are the moves that you don't make.
1: Well, it opened up eight million dollars plus because he probably would have had to pay him more to come to Montreal. Well, throw that eight million dollars in and give or take, let's just call that. Anderson's contract and most of Tavoli, and you know Anderson and Tavoli.
0: Which would you rather have? Yeah. So, yeah, and and you you kind of alluded to it as well the buyouts. So today the the Minnesota Minnesota Wild just announced buying out Suter and Parise.
1: Yeah, identical deals. Yeah. And bear with me for two seconds because the money. (laughs) <laughs> the money's ridiculous. The money that they're going to get, not not that they're going to get paid.
0: Well, oh, they're getting paid.
1: They're obviously yeah, they are getting paid. But if I go to their buyout, so it's only going to cost. It's only going to cost Minnesota eight hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars from the twenty twenty for for an eight-year period. Okay. However, cap hit year one. 2.3 year per two player. per player. Yeah. So X
2: two
1: <laughs> yep. Uh year two, 6.3 and year four or year three and four, 7.3 ah, player.
0: Who, who needs $15 million per yeah. season to be able to spend when you're close, to, you know, when you're supposed to be getting closer to being competitive team.
1: So actual salary for these players, I'm, I'm looking at, at, at suitors right now, but they said they were identical contracts. They were 13-year, $98 million contracts. Um, last year's of their contract, even though he was making just over 7.5 of a cap, his actual salary, $6 million, $2 million, $1 million, $1 million. Right? Yeah. No performance bonuses or not before. So there's no um, signing bonuses. Those were all within the first three years, which was 10, 10 and five. So I'll just jump right into Ryan Suter. I tweeted out a picture of him with Shea Weber and it took off and a lot of people really liked it. And I think that um, there's, there's a defenseman that you can add.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to add Suter on a one-year deal. See what would happen. Why not? Yep.
1: And the thing is, you're you're, you're gonna still pay him some money. He's uh, he's not gonna be a guy that's gonna come in at seven hundred thousand dollars. Um, thirty six years old. he will be thirty seven in January. He's from Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin. So,
1: so him and Caulfield can be BFFs. Woo! They can drive around in uh, Caulfield's new Jeep. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a very nice Jeep.
0: He got a signing bonus.
1: Yeah. So it's very nice (laughs) to you. But I think that uh, you bring in a guy like that, who's got almost 1200 games of NHL experience that can put up some points that can be a leader on this team, join a guy like Weber who he played with for quite a few years, bring in another veteran. I I I compare, I compare him to kind of like what, uh, like when shattenkirk right so shattenkirk had his big contract was bought out went to tampa won a cup with them and played pretty well and then he went to anaheim and he signed for a little bit more money
0: yeah and he's uh in suitor's case he is an offensive driver he, he gets tons of shots on net and he can play some big minutes he can play a lot of minutes he's He's uh, he, he, he's a positive player on the Corsi side. It, you know, his goals for per 60 is fairly high. His yeah. uh, expected goals for is high. Um, the issue is he's not quite as fleet as foot anymore because when no, he was not. in Minnesota, he would defer to guys like Spurgeon to go. Spurgeon, and get Brodine, the puck.
1: yeah. Yeah. Gamba, yeah.
0: So if he's playing with Weber on a pairing, somebody's got to go get that puck, yeah. <laughs> you know? So is he going to be the guy?
1: Well, think of it this way. Maybe you can play him with Romanov. I know, I know. Yes, it's a left and a left, but we know that he can play the right.
0: Either one. Yeah. Both have played on the right.
1: Yeah. And this is a guy that he's got a shot, just like we did. Not, not as big as Weber's, but he's got a yeah. shot. He can play defense, play a two-way game.
0: Got a good first pass. He's good yeah, at the transition game. Pass. Right. Um, and, and, one more uh, story. Go ahead. and puck, uh, puck mover is definitely yeah. something that the Canadians need yeah so I'll bring
1: this up because I know I'll get into one player first then I know you're gonna go you're gonna get into another defenseman that you wrote okay. about that oh. you wrote about I read. Um, I'll jump into one first because the rumor is that they want a first round pick for this guy and with Canadians having the second last pick in the draft or in the first round would it be worth it? to give up their first-round pick for Vince Dunn.
0: Oof, I like Vince Dunn. I think Vince Dunn would be good for the Canadians. I don't think he'd be expensive cap-wise. He's just coming off a $1.85 million deal with St. Louis, uh, probably willing to sign for something around three to four uh, for a couple of years. So money-wise, it would be a fit. Um, but to give up a first...
1: That's what they're looking for. That's what. That's all the. I'm not saying do it, but yeah. that's what the, That's what the ask is.
0: Sure. I mean, you can you can kind of uh, dance around that a little bit. You can give up a maybe a second in you know next year, and maybe a prospect that you know is not going to be with the team in a couple of years. So if you you can kind of package that together, it'd be the, almost the same in value. Yeah. So maybe. May, may, maybe
1: the only thing I'll bring up—I don't know if he was injured or not. I'm not 100 sure if he was scratched. He didn't play during the playoffs this year.
0: Um, no, he was. I think he was a healthy scratch. I'm, yeah. I'm, don't quote he me was, on it. He was throughout
1: to... the season. I know yeah. that at times, still put up 20 points in 43 games.
0: He fell out of favor in, for Berube. They 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 relied a lot more on Scandella. Yes. So. Um, I mean, I watched a lot of blues hockey, but I, I got to admit, I didn't, I didn't watch very much of the playoff that they played. So what I did watch, I wasn't really paying it as close attention as I should have to why people were scratched versus not. Yeah. And I'm not a hundred percent sure why he wasn't playing, but I think Dunn would be a good fit for the Canadians. He, he's a good puck mover. he, he skates extremely well. He he's very good at, he's he keeps a tight gap. He's got a great first pass. Um he gets shots on net. Uh his shot is not overpowering, but he can get it through traffic. And that's how he gets a lot of goals. And he can be a power play quarterback. Yeah.
1: So now we'll get to yours. The guy that you wrote about.
0: Yeah, so a guy that's probably gonna cost more money, but nothing in assets as as that he's a free agent. Um is Alec Martinez. Now, Mar- Vegas is going to be hard on the cap. They're probably going to be looking for another big name player, likely at center, someone like Eichel. They've been they've been teed up on him Scrubbers quite a bit. There. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, I understand they got Stevenson as the one C. It's hard to it's hard to top him, but they're going to try. Yep. Uh so they they probably won't have the money to keep Martinez, who just finished a six-year deal, making four million per. So he's looking. He's probably going to be looking for a three-four-year deal, maybe around five-ish, five and a half-ish, <clears throat> with a ch- or maybe he's willing to take a little bit less to the closer to the five for a chance at winning again. And the Canadians could probably offer that. He'd be a good fit for Montreal. He, he knows Toffoli really well. He's a left-handed puck mover. He's got playoff experience. He's got two cup rings. He scored the cup winning goal. Um, he, he's, he just had close to a career season. And his transition game is is excellent. And he's very solid defensively. So yeah, he blocks, would fit in. Yeah, blocks a lot
1: of shots. Yeah. He,
0: blocks a ton of shots. He would yeah. fit into the Canadian system. Yeah. So I think he'd be well worth pursuing. Cause the Canadians desperately need a puck mover. Yeah. I, I know, I know everyone's in love with the big four, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to lose the four and there's a lot there's speculation that the Canadians might do a four, four, one instead of a, instead of do, or not a four, four, one, but a, an eight and one, let's call it. Yeah. Um, or do it instead of doing a seven, three, one. Who knows? I don't see it. Right. We're, we're I don't see it. Either. I don't see, I don't see it either, but there's people that they're talking because then you can keep your big, you can keep all your four and not lose
0: any of them. We'll get into that in our next episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, really the, for me, the big to do list is find a, re, find an answer for drawing. Yeah. Find scoring and add yeah. a puck mover, which I think also adds scoring. Yeah. Because for the Canadians, they finished 18th in goals for in the NHL last year. Yep. And they're going into the Atlantic, which is going to be the division of death in the NHL. So they defensively, they're okay. In net, they're okay. Uh, clearly, we'll talk about expansion draft and how that impacts the next yep. episode. But yep. it's up front in the, in the scoring. That's where the Canadians need help. And adding a puck mover on a team that plays a transition game would be a big plus plus. Yeah. and adding another shooter would be an even bigger plus. Yeah. So for I'll, me, those are the, those are the main points.
1: I'll add this as well. Draft next year. It's going to be in Montreal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, hopefully we'll be able to be in attendance.
0: Oh, we'll totally be there.
1: Um, thing for me is there's a lot of uncertainty about this draft and we're going to have a, a at least one draft show, if not two, yeah. maybe three, who the hell knows. Um, don't reach, obviously we don't know as much as the, uh, the scouts do, but um, you know, if the pick doesn't feel right, don't make the pick, try to get some futures, try to get some flip them for a roster player, etc. cetera, or what we saw over the last few years, trade a fifth round pick for another fifth, uh, like in the next draft, etc. cetera. Um, we're going to see more hockey next year within all the leagues. We're going to have a little bit more certainty on the players that are going to be picked. Um, Yeah. Utilize them. They got 11 picks and they didn't, they, they, you know, they went to the cup final and uh, there's, there's teams that aren't doing as well when it comes to their prospect pools and the amount of draft picks that they have, they gave up a hell of a lot more than the Canadians did to get to where they were. So that would be important for me, but I said, I'll stick with uh, finding out an answer for Drew. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough to say what they're going to do with the draft <clears throat> this far out. I mean, with the year that the Canadians had, they could just as easily trade that pick for someone like a Vince Dunn or keep the pick or yep. trade up, yep. trade back. It's yep. so, so wide open right now. For me, and it's that's the pretty much
1: after this. the third round. After the third round, I don't know what they're going to do because they've got... <laughs> Like, for me, like, yeah, you, you you can find gold all through the draft. And we've seen Montreal strike gold when it comes to the seventh round and whatever else in the fifth round and everything. But they've got five picks in the top three rounds, right? So I'm going to say hit the home runs there if need be. They got multiple fourths. They got a fifth, sixth, and a seventh. Do what you can with them. But I said don't reach.
0: No, I, uh, you know, with the way everybody's draft lists are going to go this year, because like you said, it's going to be, uh, for the lack of Ewing's, it's going to be uh, the wild west out there. Yeah. I fully expect the Canadians to be trading up once they hit the fourth round. They'll start trading up so they can get the guy they want on their list. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm declaring it now.
1: Yeah. yeah, package a fourth and a sixth to move up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. do whatever you got to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you want to move up two spots to get that guy you really want, they're going to do it. So, um all right. Well, I think that does it for today's episode. Uh I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And as a reward, I, I'm going to share some uh some promo codes. So, builtbar.ca will give you .ca. builtbar.com will give you 10% off your purchase if you use the code unfiltered20. Uh Great, great protein bars. Uh, you just go online, you, they've got all kinds of new flavors that are coming out. Uh, there's some other special flavors that are going to be, uh, I think they just came up with a, a new mint flavor. Give it a try, get 10% off. You never know. Um, East Coast Lifestyle can give you 20% off when you use the code unfiltered20. And You can buy anything on their online store and save that 20%. And if you go to seatgiant.ca, if you want to go to a concert, you want to go to a sporting event, uh, you want to buy tickets to the NHL draft, for instance, anything like that. Come meet us. Yeah. Come meet us. Um, Any sporting event, any concert, just go to seatgiant.ca, use the promo code unfiltered20 and save yourself 35% on your purchasing fees, which is a significant savings. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I, I bought some tickets with the, uh, through them before. That's a lot that you're saving. So this is our gift to you. Um, and I want to thank you for listening. All our new listeners, we, we welcome you guys with open arms. Our regular listeners want to thank you for being loyal and, you know, making us one of the shows that you like to listen to. We, we love listening to other podcasts as well. So Hey, if we're in your list, we're happy. Uh, Matt, do you have anything? Last words you want to pass on?
1: As always, the more followers we get, the um, you know the the you know the happier we are to do these kind of shows for you guys. We we do this for we do this for you guys, and um, and some money. Yeah, and um, (laughs) but you know what? The more followers we get, the more publicity we get, the more. We can reach out to certain individuals. We can run different contests. We can do giveaways, and we've succeeded throughout the playoffs giving away um, artwork. We gave away uh, some fun codes, etc. These are things that we enjoy to do, and we, we're, we're looking to to, uh, to reach out to some other organizations and some other individuals to to get some of these items that we can give do giveaways, and. Um, that's made possible by, by you guys. So thanks so much for, uh, for listening to our show and, uh, and for following us on Twitter and other social media platforms. And uh, we, we look forward to uh, a a very busy few weeks with the uh, Seattle expansion draft, the NHL draft and the, uh, and free agency. It's an exciting time to be a Habs fan.
0: And uh, we do make a little bit of money on this, not very much, but what we have made, we've just turned around and donated that to, the Canadians, uh, the Montreal Canadians Children's Foundation. Right. So, thanks to all of your listens, all your clicks, your interactions with us, we were able to earn enough money to give uh, the Ca- Montreal Canadians Children's Foundation $325 to help with their program. So, um, thank you. Thank you very much. This is a labor of love for us, and what, what little we do make, we, uh, we'd like to give right back. So, Let's. let's, more than happy to keep doing that. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, Share, share, share. And remember, if you were talking about it, so are we. Have you ever needed a fragrance that matches your every social media post? Well, if you're on Twitter after dark and feel a little angry, you can wear Fire This fragrance is available on every social media site. Firebergie. On every message board. Firebergie. So when you need to smell like your social media accounts take a bath in, Firebergie. You'll need no other fragrance.